Hi, this is Nicole. And this is Mike. And this is the Comically Caffeinated Podcast. All right, so we are back at the Comically Caffeinated Podcast, and may the fourth be with you. Yes. Today we have a special person here with us, uh, Fabio from the Tatooine Times. Yay! Welcome. Hey guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, we, thanks for having me. Yes, nice to have you. We are so happy to uh, have this conversation with you uh, to talk about A New Hope on such a special day in you know the Star Wars fandom. So this should be fun. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Obviously, I watched it a couple of days ago, so uh, it was kind of refreshing to go back to you know the origins of Star Wars and and kind of getting to experience that again and and breaking it down with you guys too. Yeah, I mean it's crazy that this this is the movie that started it all. It started all the books. It started all the comics. Like, is it crazy to say that like it started a revolution? <laughs> <laughs> in a way like of, of of all these people who became like deeply obsessed with star wars and it was only the beginning everything that has come out after this has been just amazing in its own special way so yeah, yeah. it's just and really cool like, yeah yeah i feel like it's it's kind of strange to like i said you know once again going back to that movie because you know we were so used to star wars and and there there are so many different uh, you know, books and comics, like you said, and, and now TV shows and other movies as well. And it's it's kind of interesting to go back and be like, okay, this is where it all started. And, and seeing similarities uh, between, you know, this and, for example, like The Mandalorian um, in, terms, in terms of, you know, aesthetics. And, um, and, and it's kind of cool to see, like, how it evolved. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like a, uh, it didn't really, uh, it aged pretty well, just, you know, obviously we know that it, it's come through, you know, the, the special edition and um, a lot of, you know, restoration. I, mean, I think, I, I don't know if uh, this version on Disney Plus is on, in 4K or or just, you know, uh, just plain HD, but uh, I was watching it on my, uh, on, on my big screen and it was just like, it just looks so good. Like they just, you know, I, I can't say that it looks like a, movie that was shot today because obviously you see you know some of the uh you know aesthetics and and um and other things that came from that era but just the way it was cleaned up and you mm -hmm. know even the sound it just looks so good and so it's enjoyable for even for somebody who hasn't seen star wars and who wants to get into the uh, franchise right no we had the same exact conversation where we were like this looks a little fancier than like one of maybe one of the last times we saw it like you know it it definitely they, they've made changes to it and you it's funny you brought up the mandalorian and i was like when the the part when the jawas came up and they had their huge like tank i'm like that was in the mandalorian <laughs> and it looks just as nice like it's it, it looks it's crazy that they were able to go back to this movie and go okay what can we do to to enhance it yeah, yeah exactly we were watching it thinking like okay was this original or was this added yes was this added or was this yeah so it it does it looks it looks cleaner it looks i mean like you said if you watched it today for the first time it's gonna look just like a star wars movie that you can originally think of so yeah. we watched it last night and 
she fell asleep <laughs> at the end of it. But <laughs> Okay. I had a reason to fall asleep. <laughs> it had been a long day. I didn't take a nap and I... She ran 20 miles in the morning. Yeah. Six in the morning. Yeah. So. I'm so close to being done with that marathon. In the last few episodes of Comically Caffeinated, I had brought it up and... We're getting close to the end of, of that, but nonetheless, it, I didn't fall asleep because of the movie. I fell asleep because my body was just needing it. And it shocked her. It shocked her. She woke up like, wait, hold up. Is it over? <laughs> let's just say that let's just say that it's a comforting movie. It is. It kind of, you know, it's not like a like you know a boring movie that puts you to sleep, but it's like kind of a a comforting thing, you know, like my oh, yeah. son. You know, he watches, uh, I mean, obviously Disney-related, Encanto, and that's all he watches, Aww. and he falls asleep every time. <laughs> so, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't like it, right? It's just kind of a soothing kind it, of movie. I feel right? like every Star Wars movie is a comfort movie. Like, we we got, we got unfortunately got COVID, like, a year ago, and I threw on The Phantom Menace, like, and I probably just followed along and, and kept going because, I don't know, there... I think there is something to it. I think there is something very comforting about these movies when they have touched you in a certain way that it, it's just relaxing. Mm-hmm. Takes to, you back to the, when the first time you saw them. Yeah. So, Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. you go back to when we went to theaters to see it. When we watched the original trilogy, mm-hmm. I, I just think of, I mean, we weren't around then, but I just think of like... Watching them with our parents our or parents our friends had, right. and being kids, and it's just very nostalgic. Um, yeah. I mean, my first experience with uh, A New Hope was uh, uh, with the re-release of the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was the first release, like DVD release. But, um, you know, it, it's still, you know, obviously it's back way back before HD uh, came along. But mm-hmm. uh, I remember just watching all the behind the scenes and, and kind of then, you know, getting obsessed with, uh, you know, the original version and the uh, special edition. And I mean, to me, like I grew up with the special edition, so... Uh, it's nothing wrong with it, um, but I actually that that really fascinates me. Just seeing all the extra scenes that George Lucas wanted to put in, mm-hmm. um, and things like the Ronto, like you know other like uh, creatures that were actually created for uh, the special edition. That now it's like you know uh, it, it's a dish at the, uh, Galaxy's Edge, a Ronto wrap, yeah. uh, <laughs> which I've I had. It's I mean it tastes like chicken, I think, but. <laughs> I don't know what pronto tastes like, but I guess it tastes like chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's start getting into it. Before we go, you know, through our recap, I did bring up a few, like, fun facts. So I wanted to uh, drop those before we got super into this. So A New Hope was, uh, it came out on May 25th, 1977, and I love to brag that it's also my birthday. So it was just, this was just all meant to be. (laughs) Um, uh, A New Hope was set 19 years after the formation of the Galactic Empire and the events of Revenge of the Sith. So you're literally starting at zero BBY, Um, which like the Star Wars timeline, like that's something that we recently got into when we started uh, reading about everything we could get our hands on at the Mm -hmm. time because of the Star Wars canon challenge. Mm -hmm. And... um, so figuring out okay like what date was each movie and where do these books and these comics and these you know anime series where did they fall in between so i don't know i always thought that was kind of cool that they centered it you know either after the battle of yavin or before the battle of yavin 
Another really cool fun fact that I found is that they reference George Lucas's first movie, THX 1138. I think I'm saying that right. A few times within A New Hope. Uh, I found that they um, referenced it when referring to a cell block. And also the first car you see in Mos Eisley is the same car from that movie. So I've honestly never seen it, but it definitely made me think, okay, like I, I, I want to see it now so I can make sense of these other things in A New Hope. Um, and also, I think this is a pretty popular fun fact, but uh, a stormtrooper hits their head on the door right before they find C-3PO in A New Hope. So I re- on. Yeah, he just like hits his head and then keeps going. <laughs> And that's in like many movies and shows. They keep keep doing that in other mm-hmm. other shows. Yeah. I know. Um, Django does it in Attack of the Clones. Oh yeah, you told me that when we watched it last. I, I believe Wrecker's done it in Bad Batch. <laughs> so it's just like an ongoing yeah, joke at this many time. Many clones have done it in Clone Wars. So yeah, that's yeah. funny. I always thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and I think I think. Uh, all these things and you know I, as i was watching the movie i, I did notice a couple of things too um there was one part um maybe maybe i didn't see it right but uh when um luke is choosing r4 wait was that r4 yes yeah um and um you know and and it just like you know he had a, you know, a bad mo- motivator and it just blows up and then it uh it the sh- the shot goes back to R2 and you can actually see R4 still next to R2 just like a little bit yeah so it looks like it never left and you know, obviously it's like you know one of those things where you shoot like all those scenes and then you kind of edit it together and then you know that frame or you know the the two seconds whatever um you kind of missed that but I, I kind of like the you know the little little things that you know were missed or yeah uh, stuff like that because it just makes it um I don't know, to me, extra special, so. Well, yeah, it, it makes you see, like, okay, this is their first movie, and, you know, they made some, like, mistakes, but look at where they're at now. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, makes you think, like, okay, if I'm, I'm doing something new and putting myself out there, I'm going to make mistakes. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's something you can look back on and go, oh, remember when we forgot to edit this this certain way, and we just kept going. <laughs> yeah. So... I love it, and and then I think as we go uh, scene by scene, I'll definitely I've definitely noticed some things that I didn't notice before, or maybe I didn't think about. So it'll be be cool to to go through them and and yeah. see what you guys think. Yeah, for sure. So let's get into it. So like the first scene we see is in uh, the starship that Leia's in, um, and if you've seen Rogue One, the way they end it, it kind of just goes right into A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Tantive Six. The ship's called the Tantive four. Six. Four. Four? Four. Mm-hmm. Right. Four, yeah. And uh, I think that's one thing, the first thing, the, the first thing I noticed is that obviously back in 1977, they didn't have Rogue One, right? So mm-hmm. it, it was, you know, uh, after. And, it was, you know, it actually came from the opening crawl uh, of A New Hope, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the... Um, and I think... One thing that I really noticed is that that movie, A New Hope, kind of starts out like in the middle of something. You know, like usually movies, like um, especially sci-fi movies, and you know, the very first chapter is usually 
uh, very slow and it kind of sets up the story and it gives you the whole origin story and whatnot. Um, but this looked like, you know, it's in the middle of something and, you know, they, they stole the plants and, um, you know, escaping. And, and so it's weird, like how it just starts out in the middle of another movie or like another story. Uh, and that was never filled um, until Rogue One. So it's kind of nice to see watch Rogue One and A New Hope and it just beautifully connects. So. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And it's nice, like, for like the first two people we see, or droids, is C-3PO and R2, R2-D2. Mm-hmm. And, of course, C-3PO is acting all sassy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so is R2. Yeah. Droids are just sassy in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then... Because they're just running. Yeah, they're basically like, what's going on? Because you see all these people from the Rebellion just just, just running around everywhere. And, and kind of going, again, back to Rogue One didn't they just see like some of them saw vader and they saw their friends get killed this is probably the best of stormtroopers have ever shot in that close yeah <laughs> in the close space like you can't really miss that much right um, yeah it's like you know what like this you know as big as except when the droids are running just from hallway to hallway yeah they, they're, they're just like, taking okay. their time just apparently they didn't get yeah. shot <laughs> And, That's and, like a, one, one of the comical aspects of Star Wars, right? Yeah. Obviously. It's kind of like, a, um, I don't know if you guys remember in the Book of Boba Fett, when you have the traffic droid, uh, just like, you know, like the, the, they had a speeder um, chase and and there's a traffic droid, which is basically, um, you know, 3PO's um, model yeah. similar to it. And he's just like, you know, like, you know, <laughs> spiraling around and, you know, it's, it's comical, right? Obviously, yeah. like, you know, in a different movie, movie you would have seen the the droid just, you know, getting run over and you know, and, and you know, right, like breaking into pieces. But that's Star Wars, right? You don't want to do that. You want to, <laughs> you want to keep it funny and yeah. you know, kind of unrealistic to to yes. one extent, obviously. After after you see you know R two D two and C three P L somehow miss all those shots that mm-hmm. are going past them. Uh, I, I believe they doesn't R two D two find Leia or does Leia find R two D two to give? R two D or C three PO when he's running he finds R two and mm-hmm. he's with Leia. Leia gives him the hologram uh, message to and pretty much has the orders go to Tatooine find this person because this is who this message is for. And C three PO acts like he has no idea who Leia is. Yeah, he's like well who's that? And R2 is like, we need to get to an escape pod and leave. He's like, I'm not getting there. It's a, <laughs> that, it's a suicide mission. That does make me wonder, though. Like, did Leia and C-3PO just not have any interactions during that time on the ship? I don't know. Well, I mean, the first thing is that I remember, obviously, this is 15 years before uh, in the timeline, but... Um, I think uh, 3PO's memory gets wiped in Revenge of the Sith at the end of it. So, like, he doesn't... I mean, obviously, he's he knows about, the, you know, the Rebels. And maybe, maybe like, um, R2 is just being, like, you know, he's not really telling him, like, what's going on. And mm. he's just saying, I, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just kind of ignoring his friend and be like, no, I got to I gotta do something. Because, you know, R2 uh, knows everything. Yep. His memory was not wiped. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's always been interesting to see, like, 
and like kind of understand the connections between this movie and then like how the other movies and other shows kind of try to pick up uh, all those little bits and pieces i know there's a lot in the comics but i don't quite remember like mm-hmm. what 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 happened there or if it was you know that part of the the story was covered right hmm. that makes i'm trying to think though like why why does c3po get his his data erased and not r2d2 though is that know, a mystery because, <laughs> maybe because it's too chatty and maybe they're like okay that's it <laughs> You're done. <laughs> <laughs> and art is like, you know, I'm just going to keep to myself. I'm going to just stay on the side. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm just pretending nothing's happening. I'm just, you know, some astronaut droid. I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll away. <laughs> roll out. Yeah. All right. Um, so they, so they get on the escape pod and they go to Tatooine. Okay, uh, apparently the Imperial doesn't see any life forms on the, yeah. On the right. pod, so but, they... but Vader quickly figures it out. Like, they, like the princess must have. Because mm-hmm. if they're gave, not here, yeah, yeah. Which, what, what do you guys think of uh, Vader's entrance? I mean, obviously, we're we've seen the the you know the, his entrance in mm-hmm. in Rogue One, but in this one, it's kind of like the the kind of the uh, it, it's not as as scary or as impactful. He's just like passing through. I'm like, come on, let's go. I'm tired of this. Yeah. Um, and I can it, see like, yeah, go ahead. It, it was, it, it's kind of like Rogue One as in like the Mustafar one where he comes out to talk to Krennic and if anything, he's more intimidating than yeah. like, you, you he's don't really, yeah. like he doesn't, like you don't truly believe he's just going to whip out the lightsaber and start taking everybody out. But I take it more as in this, in this case, like when he was on Mustafar with Krennic, it was I'm gonna intimidate you, and I'm, I'm gonna let everybody on the side do what they're doing, and go look for the plans, take out all the the uh, rebels that are fighting back. But I'm not here to cut anybody down. I'm just here to talk, and then bring yeah. you back to Tarkin. But he's he's pretty uh like I usually I don't know if you guys agree with this, but um like Vader's usually kind of not calm, but. He doesn't really show his emotions through like his voice or like mm-hmm. through speaking. It's usually just he just slices people down or like chokes. you know <laughs> you know, chokes you, right? <laughs> but like I noticed that like in when he's like trying to, you know, get to Leia, like he's like really pissed. Yeah. Like he's like, take her away. Like I've never <laughs> seen it like yell. Um usually he's pretty composed and he's like, you know, I got this, like I don't really need to to raise my voice but he was really really mad <laughs> and that's... I, I wonder if it was because he was thinking like if i don't get what she has the emperor is gonna get rid of me kind of thing right like, mm-hmm. like if if she has the plans she gets them and sends them out to and gives them to the right person like the emperor and, and everything that we've worked for they could destroy yeah really right. quick i also wonder if he could tell at that point like oh this is like he felt like the force within leia because that is as we all know is is his daughter like i I wonder if he felt something and it triggered something inside of him and caused him to erupt that way i don't know i don't i I mean i don't know that's that might be a stretch but kind of going back to what you said though about him being calm up up until that point 
it's it's a stark difference from Anakin. Anakin showed a lot of his emotions, in my opinion. Um, so maybe he has, since he's turned to the dark side and he's been under Palpatine or Sidious, maybe he's been teaching himself not to show as much emotion maybe because because maybe. Palpatine or because Sidious can feel that. Not that he was even involved in this movie at this point. Well, maybe he learned finally something from Yoda and he started meditating too much. <laughs> <laughs> he does meditate a lot though because like I think it's the Darth Vader comics. He he, yeah. he, he does I, I believe he does meditate a lot. So mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> well, I, I think it's more like I don't know, more like uh, trying to regenerate cuz for some reason I I know that uh, um with especially with the newer comics and the new Darth Vader series, um he gets beat up all the time and like especially um you know the Sidious like you know, hires all these people to uh, take him down to kind of um, see if Vader is truly worthy of you know being um, you know the uh, the his apprentice and stuff. So um, I feel like I feel like he, uh, like you said, he's trying to not show a lot of emotions. Obviously, because he's got this authority um, with the Empire and with the you know he doesn't want to talk too much. Um, so that he's you know intimidating that way because he's so mysterious he doesn't talk much and he just takes action but um maybe like you said that part where he really loses like i don't know he starts yelling maybe that's anakin like really like showing his emotions because it's like come on guys like i do i have to do it myself like um let's let's do it why why are you guys you know messing up we need to get these plans so yeah yeah for sure so he sends out a team to tatooine to pretty much go find the plans Mm -hmm. but that's where i think um he takes her as prisoner to go meet tarkin pretty much and I, I always thought, and I told her yesterday when we were watching this, when she was in the cell and he came in and they had like the truth serum shot. It reminds me of Hera, mm-hmm. when Hera was with Thrawn and Price. Yeah. And Hera took it well, and it seems like she took it well because she still ticked him off because mm-hmm. she wasn't telling him what he wanted to hear. So Tarkin's pretty much just like, fine, like bring her here, I'll talk to her, or, or I'll show her. <laughs> That you're gonna have to listen, or I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And uh, she 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 sticks to her guns. She's she's strong. The like, women in Star Wars are she's strong. strong. She's strong. Yeah. I think Vader. That's like going back to Vader knowing about Leia's uh, force abilities. Probably he's he probably doesn't know yet because mm-hmm. he was like interesting. She's a lot stronger than I thought. Like she resisted the, um, you know, the interrogation and and the torture. Um, so, but obviously we don't see that part, right? Because it, yeah. it kind of get, you know, um, it switches to another scene. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting how, like, one part that I really liked about that the whole part of the movie was how, like, you know, Leia and like Anakin or you know Darth Vader in this in this case, they're like literally next to each other, and he has no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting how, like, if he knew, it would, would it would have been a completely different movie. He would have tried to you know talk to her, you know, and I feel like it's kind of like 
him trying to convince Luke to join him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have been just the same uh, with with Leia, but in, at that time, he had no idea. So that was like the biggest secret of the galaxy, right? Yeah. Splitting them apart, you know, Luke and Leia. And that's how we see it, right? We see uh, Leia fighting and then Luke just chilling on Tatooine. <laughs> that's, I think it really slows down. The movie really slows down once you get to Tatooine yeah. and it kind, of, it kind of gives you a little bit of time to regroup and be like, okay, well, that was a lot. Um, and, and kind of get to the story. Uh, maybe a lot of people may think that it's too slow, especially nowadays movies are very you know um action oriented yeah uh but i appreciate that part of it because then that's where you get to see all the creatures and and it really um you know get to experience the uh you know what star wars looks like and feels like on tatooine so yeah i agree with that i mean obviously the you know when you go to tatooine it's all about luke but sometimes i feel like I'm so used to thinking of Luke as the Luke we get in the in the you know last three movies. It's nice to see him again this young and just to see like I was telling Michael like he is just such a wholesome boy. <laughs> He's so down to earth and so sweet and so good and He's probably the nicest person to the droids. Yes. And it, you know, it also reminds me. Yeah, he really was actually very. He's very, very nice to the yeah, droids, and he's always nice. To and him. I love that because I, you know, how I feel about droids. <laughs> but the same thing, like you know, they they offer so much that they should be treated properly. But you know, seeing Luke the way that he was in A New Hope, it also reminded me of the Luke we saw. It was it Battlefront when we were playing the game. Like he was helping somebody. Um, from the empire and he was just so cordial with them so kind and helpful and, and he asked why did you i think it was dell his name's like dell or something mm-hmm. he's like why did you help me and looks like because you asked yeah like i don't i don't, I don't like this mm-hmm. like you i don't know you but you asked for help and i, I helped you i remember like the movie and it's funny because like c3po is made by his dad mm-hmm. but like He's like, oh, I'm done for. Just go on without me. It's like, what, what kind of talk is that? Like, get up. You're fine. It's just so nice. And I don't know. It's so easy to become so connected to these pe- to these characters. And that's what I've been loving so much about. One, getting back into the trilogy, but watching A New Hope in general. It's just we're getting a lot of Luke and his origin. Mm-hmm. But- I think it's good a good way to kind of prepare for you know the kenobi series um mm-hmm. because like we you know i don't want to skip too uh, too much uh, ahead but seeing like obi-wan and you know his last like what hours or days mm-hmm. um and seeing like you know luke li- uh, living with uh, you know uh, you know his aunt and uncle and kind of see that dynamic to a point where you know he's a teenager he's like I- i'm done i just want to go to academy uh which does did he mean the imperial academy or was it i thought I'm it was like sure. a flying academy it's like flying a academy right i don't think i don't think it was anything like yeah probably not because he was like a fan of you know the rebels and so yeah, maybe the same maybe the same one that han wanted to go to before he got mm-hmm. into well the, that was Han Solo actually was uh, went to the Imperial Academy. Oh, okay, yeah. So, right. failed. 
<laughs> <I'm fell miserably. laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so it, it's interesting, like how you know, like the you know the interaction uh, between him and you know um, Uncle Owen, um, and you can tell that like Uncle Owen is trying to protect him, but he's really doing a bad job at mm-hmm. yeah. like finding ways to keep him safe. Um, you know, and 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 then and then we see we see what happens next. But uh, I feel uh, like I feel like watching how Owen was talking to Luke about Obi Wan is like, and I said this to you too, like indicator possibly of what we're gonna get in the Kenobi series, where it shows that that he does not like old man Ben. He does not like him, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that'll be an interesting way to see. Um, can't remember the actor's name that plays not not the old man but the one that plays him um in the like young in the, pre- in the prequels right prequels um, yeah i like I him like he's in a he's in a movie called warrior that i like a lot that yeah he, yeah um, he's a great actor and like he was barely in the prequels i yeah. think he was only there for like in, uh, attack of the clones and then uh, which i think the original actor um, that played uh, Uncle Owen in the original movies uh, was the uh, um, Shmi's uh, husband. So oh. I don't know if you guys realize oh. that. Oh. I'm pretty sure. And uh, and then you know obviously they they cast um, you know different different younger actor for you know Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen and they're returning to mm-hmm. um, to Kenobi. And I hope I really hope they get. I think um, the actor, you know, uh, uh, Uncle Ben, uh, Uncle, um, um, you know, Luke's uncle will probably get a lot more than we, you know, than we did uh, in Attack of the Clones. And then I think Revenge of the Sith is only like the last few shots when, um, yeah. when they welcome Luke. Um, but yeah, you you can tell that he's just like he wants nothing to do with the conversation mm-hmm. with Luke of like leaving. Uh, listen, I need one more year of farming from you. Yeah. Like you're not gonna go any. I, I think it's cool you see blue milk for the first time, <laughs> but like yeah. the, you could tell that Baru's like, man, you got, you gotta let him go. Like yeah. he's just like his father, which is what he's afraid of. But you know, he doesn't belong here, and he mm-hmm. is just like his dad. His dad wanted Anakin wanted to be in the sky. Yeah. He wanted to fly. This is exactly what Luke wants mm-hmm. to do. So yeah. I, the interaction was. It's it, very it, genuine. Like it yeah. felt like like um, you know any household that we've you know even like it could be relatable to anybody, and like talking to your dad or like you know like you're not doing this and like oh you know he he just he just tired like he's a teenager he just changing and he wants to be independent yeah. and he feels like he's trapped. And I think that really plays with what we see, you know, when the stormtroopers come and they burn down the, uh, uh, the you know, the home and their the homestead, uh, because that part, I I still I'm still trying to understand Luke's reaction. It, well, he, uh, he did not grieve. It didn't seem like. Yeah, he looked away. Like he was obviously it was a very graphic, mm-hmm. um, you know, scene. It's not like you know it burnt down and then they're inside. Like you can see the skeletons, yeah. like you know, burning flesh. Um, but like he, 
he's like, oh, there's, you know, nothing for me here. Let's go. I don't have yeah. to ask so, permission anymore. I'm out. <laughs> I know. <He's- laughs> so, and I think that's one of the things, like, you know, when people, like, um, say something about how Luke is perfect and how he wasn't in The Last Jedi and all these things, I'm like, that's, you know, just look closely and you will see that he is not perfect. He is, um, you know, he's just a, just a person and he's trying to figure it out. And so a lot of it, the emotions that he expresses are um, different from what you expect. He's not like a god or like, you know, some invisible being. Like he's just making mistakes there as well. Like, because he's like, I'm done with these people. I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, but then, you know, maybe he's grieving inside, but we'll never, we'll never know. So. And, and he did look, he looked beat up when he got back to, to Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan was more like, <laughs> Sergi, right, Owen. But like, like it was, he looked upset, but it was more of like, I have nothing here now. Yeah, he didn't like, cry or anything. Like Anakin would have cried and would have yeah. just, like, I mean, he did cry. Like if you, if you, you know, if you go back to Attack of the Clones, like when they kill, you know, when, when he finds Shmi, um in the uh, you know uh, the tuscan raiders camp like he's like crying and he's just pissed like like he's very emotional and i think that's one thing that luke doesn't have that he doesn't have he's not like so reactive and so he's angry. more like padme in that aspect angry. yeah yeah so interesting it's interesting to see the the differences between his father and 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 you know yeah for sure all right, let's let's go back though to to Anakin or not Anakin <laughs> to Luke and getting uh, the the droids after they well actually let's let's go back a little bit more because the droids got captured by these Jawas <laughs> and and actually when they when they first got to Tatooine um, C three PO and R two D two went their separate ways mm-hmm. and then we see R two D two get swooped up by the Jawas in this machine you know like they have this huge tank that had this arm that like sucked up uh, yeah <laughs> and then you know one thing i noticed yesterday was that c3po was already in there so he already mm-hmm. had gotten captured <laughs> he wasn't gonna fight him so yeah <laughs> so you can have me that's fine you know the next scene is them um being you know sold basically to Owen mm-hmm. and which which was like he's like it was the first time that Luke did have the interaction with Owen where he's like I, no I have to go somewhere and Owen's like no you're gonna stay here and clean the droids and his like look at Owen like whatever you say like it when you yeah. like well you can really tell I mean you don't know like the background of it but Luke has no like human interaction at all he's always with droids I know he's you know he has bigs he has his friends but you don't ever get to see him really with them. Mm-hmm. So he's like, it's like another where he just, he's talking to the droids like they're people. Like when he's talking to C-3PO and, mm-hmm. and C-3PO mentions very quickly that he was part of the rebellion and part of like the Clone Wars, like Luke's attention just went completely away from R2 and right to C-3PO and was asking him a whole bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me where you've been and all the wars you've been in and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Until he sees later and then his attention is gone. But... <laughs> right i feel like he's he's a he's very isolated not just like in terms of location because obviously they're like 
they live in the middle of the desert right but like he doesn't really get to interact with you know like you said he's got some friends but i feel like he's very he doesn't really get a lot of time with the end with them and it, maybe maybe we'll get a little bit um of that in uh, in the kenobi series mm-hmm. even though i don't think we'll see a lot of that uh like a, especially luke a uh, young luke mm-hmm. that's what i'm thinking because yeah. you know you only have so many episodes and you know you have to the focus is more on on Kenobi, so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we get more of that. And maybe like, was this, um, you know, where three P and R two like his first droids, or did he, you know, did he have other droids? I I mean, I'm assuming, you know, not. I haven't what you know, I haven't read any comics that. Um, that cover that um, maybe I have, but I don't remember. So I'm just I'm not assuming assuming anything mm-hmm. uh, outside the movie. So yeah, he had. I know he had. They all had like farming droids, and that's what they were trying to build up to, so he can get so many, and they work out, so he can leave. You don't need mm-hmm. me anymore. You have this droid here that can translate what millions of other languages. Languages. <laughs> you have R two who. I mean, who knows what R2 can do, but it doesn't matter because he keeps trying to escape and leave. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that's that's what I thought of that, too, of, like, these are, especially when they leave with Kenobi, like, they have to be his first, like, legitimate droids. I wonder, though, you know, talking about him being so isolated, if he, if, if he was so isolated and didn't have many friends because Baru and Owen knew that you know, he comes from a father who is a Jedi and he might have these abilities and we need to do our best to protect him. And even though we may come off as overbearing, it's keeping this boy safe. Or could they tell him, <clears throat> we know who your father is, if, if anybody knew who Anakin was? Uh, obviously, he knew that they weren't his parents because he called him uncle and aunt. So obviously, he knew they weren't the parents. He knew, I don't say he knew who his dad was, but he had an idea that his dad was different than them but maybe they they had him isolated in the sense of if there's somebody here that knew who anakin was they would tell him all the secrets i don't know which is maybe why they didn't like kenobi so much i believe i don't know what comic it was but there was a comic where owen and and kenobi fight and they argue i don't know if you know what that one is i i think it might be from the the you know, the the flagship run like comic run of this like star wars i don't know if it was definitely not this one but the one prior uh, to it because they do like coverage of like after or between like a new hope and uh yeah, i i think i remember seeing one of those uh issues um about that uh and there's you know they, they've covered some but uh, i think the kenobi show will will definitely be like the official coverage of that time and, and their mm-hmm. relationship uh, and hopefully we'll get enough answers because you know you never ex- you never know what's going to be like because you know did you did you really expect everything that came out of uh, the book of Boba Fett no mm-hmm. you know no. it's completely different from what you expected mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be like the, the case for Kenobi because he's such a crucial character and they want to tell this story and not just about like this is about the character it's more about the story his story and and during that time so i think we'll get a lot of a lot of answers will we get all of the answers 
probably not, but um, you know, it would definitely um, give more clarity to some of the um, connections and, and relationships that we got from this movie. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait for that. <laughs> a few more weeks. <laughs> so uh, after Luke gets the droids, he takes them back and he cleans them. And as he's cleaning R2-D2, he comes with the, I don't want to say, the hologram of, of Leia. But you only get like the small snippet of it. I always wondered, like, did R2-D2 purposely only show him a small segment of it because once they get to Obi Wan, they get the entire thing. So it's like, let me give you a preview of how important this is, <laughs> and yeah. we're, we have to go. <laughs> yeah, he, he pretty much tricked uh, Luke and and three PO because it's like, oh, if you remove this restraining bolt, then uh, I'll show you the whole message. But then it's like, no, I want this out so I can go to Obi Wan. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. care. Like, I it's too important to show you everything and involve you into this uh so i think that's what happened um so it's like he's like on a mission like he doesn't care about 3po like <laughs> if, if you think about it like if 3po didn't say anything he would have just left him but like see ya mm -hmm. maybe we'll meet later sometime but yeah. he's on a mission like yeah. he's determined um so which is yeah. that's r2 that's what he does mm -hmm. yeah i mean and he knows everything. So uh, he knows about Anakin and, and all this stuff. And, and so, yeah. I don't know if it was you or if I listened to it on a different podcast or if it was actually George Lucas that said this in an interview, but like somebody had said that like these movies are like the point of view from R2-D2. Um, like at like was it you that told me that? Well, I heard it from somebody. Yeah, that at the end, like it'd be cool at the end of all these movies if you were to see like R two D two just like shut off a, a projector and it'd be like the end because he's been in every single movie he's seen it all. It, it's it's kind of a cool thought to have that this is all from his perspective and he's just showing us what his life has been like. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that little droid has seen too much. I don't, I don't, I don't happens know. Because <laughs> that means that would be the end of him or the end of the stories. Yeah. So that doesn't okay. mean that ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's a droid, so, like, it's he doesn't have really have a lifespan. Um, so he could be around the whole... I mean, he showed up in The Mandalorian, he showed up in The Book of Boba Fett. He's, like, the, he's like the anchor um, to to the, the franchise. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, they're trying to branch out with new shows, uh, have, you know, different takes on, on stories and different looks, different music too. Yeah. Uh, but you still have that, have to have that visual anchor or th that, you know, nostalgia that pulls you back and be like, okay, this is Star Wars because, you know, R2-D2 is there. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes maybe it can come across as like, oh, fan service, here you go. Like Rogue One, they showed up for like, a second be like oh you know they didn't invite me scared uh, yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah so like it's but it's still it's like they have to be there in you know one way or the other mm -hmm. um and we haven't seen a lot of uh um 3po we've seen a lot of r2 you know in the new shows so i wonder what you know we've seen a lot of different droids and stuff a lot of particle droids but i'm curious to see what if 
if uh, 3PO will make an appearance in Kenobi or mm -hmm. other shows and how that will be like. Because, you know, obviously you have to move on with the stories. Yeah. You still need to have these characters. I think they're more important than, um, than I mean, I'm not saying important, but they're the two characters that represent Star Wars. Like, you can have Luke Skywalker... Um, you know, in the middle of all these characters, they might, you might not recognize, like a person that doesn't know Star Wars might not recognize Luke, but they will definitely recognize uh, yeah. 3PO. They'll definitely recognize R2. That's so true. Yeah, what? I'm not trying to like steer off of a, a new hope, but like how crazy would have been if it was Chopper instead of R2-D2? <laughs> like how different of a story that would be? <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely a lot more, um, I mean, he's got, obviously both of them have an attitude, but... <laughs> Um, Chopper definitely has a much more, um, not aggressive, but... He's a little violent. He is. Just yeah, a tiny bit. There has been, like, more than one episode where he's just... Yeah, he's disrespectful. He, <laughs> he, he doesn't thrown, care. He has thrown more than one uh, other droid into, like, a, a hole or... Yeah. Or off the ship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think we definitely need more uh, live-action Chopper, because we saw a little bit in the background... Uh, Rogue One. Uh, in Rogue One, but yeah. it was just like just walking yeah. around or like, you know, running around. So. Yeah. Okay, let's continue. So uh so Luke sees, you know, Leia in this hologram and he immediately is like immediately is like, Oh my gosh, she is so beautiful and everybody who knows Star Wars is like, Ew, that's your sister <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Um Here comes a Lannister effect. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. They figure it out. Um, I believe, you know, it, it pans to the next morning where Owen is, like, asking Baru, where's Luke? And and um, I think Luke takes C-3PO to find R2-D2, right? Yep. Am, I, am I recollecting that correctly? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they go and, to, you know, take a land speeder, uh, which was kind of... It's actually funny because I, when I was... Uh, yeah, I watched the movie and then I was uh, building the, uh, um, you know, the, the Lego. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I saw set. that. That so was kind of cool to do that while, you know, kind of watching the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of fun to, to have that connection as well, because it's kind of cool. It's another, like, iconic, um, you know, thing uh, yeah. coming out of Star Wars. So it was kind of cool. That is cool. We need to get our own little Lego set. Yeah. We've never built one together. Uh, it's it's very uh it's therapeutic you like kind of disconnect from everything because you have to really focus if you miss one thing then you have to go all the way back and fix <laughs> it so it's definitely one thing that you know it kind of um uh, forces you not to use your phone or mm -hmm. you know and just relax and and do this together and i think it's really fun to do it together as well okay. not just by yourself all right we have to add that to our to-do list um <laughs> So as as Luke and 3PO are on their way to find R2-D2, they come across Tusken Raiders. Um, Which I find funny, like, they find R2, they can hear and sense that there's sand people out there, and Luke's like, all right, let's go check it out. Like, no, <laughs> leave. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, when you grow up in a place, you're used to it. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, I don't know, let me see if this analogy works. I don't think it will ever work. But, like, you know, if you grew up in Florida, 
you're used to alligators. Oh yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, it's just alligators, right? I mean, yeah. just stay away and you know, don't don't bother them, right? Um, so I feel like Luke is just like them. Like, you know, I've seen them before. It's just not a big deal. And if they <laughs> attack me, I'll just, you know, shoot. I'll man. just improvise. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that you say that because my parents, they live in Florida and they have a like a lake or a pond in their backyard. And my dad named the, the crocodile that's back there, Coco. I'm like, okay, that's normal, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, you're probably right there. He's just probably used to it. I just thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. So three like, no. <laughs> oh, I mean, 3PO is always like, I don't, I don't wanna get in trouble. I, no. I don't wanna, I don't wanna run into danger, like never, so. Um, he's always in, you know, but he goes anyways. So yeah. I yeah. guess, yeah. Better than being alone. Right. He's definitely easily persuaded. <laughs> uh, so then, you know, here comes Obi-Wan Kenobi or Ben Kenobi. I'm still scream. not used to calling him Ben Kenobi. His little scream. <laughs> I know. Owl. I don't, I did not remember that. I was like, what they is changed that? It. They changed a little bit to make it more uh, echoey, whatever. I remember they. I think they changed it as part of the one of the, uh, like re, uh, ed, you know, like the, the re-releases, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it was supposed to be like a crate dragon scream or something, <laughs> which is funny because, um, you know, connecting to the Mandalorian. I don't know if it was like a a connection that was like you know like oh, okay this we need to put it there because. Now we will know if we watch, uh, you know, and you hope that they're scared because of the crate dragon. Because remember, I don't know if you guys remember oh. when they were like trying to capture um, or like, you know, fight uh, the uh, the crate dragon. It's like huge mm-hmm. um, kind of warm like dragon. And and they're like working together with the uh, cop Vanth. Um, yes. Yeah. Finally capture, you know, they finally killed the dragon and they get the eggs and whatnot. Um, I think that's you know they're, they're terrified of this creature right so i feel like that might be a connection um obviously like that's really not accurate because you know the dragon is like so much bigger probably so much louder <laughs> but they're probably like oh my god it's coming right so <laughs> let's run away yeah we're not gonna f uh, with this we're just gonna peace out <laughs> yeah. it's like a wizard running after him <laughs> oh but that that noise like like shocked me i'm like i do not remember it but it was hilarious. <laughs> so here comes Ben Kenobi, and and I isn't like Luke passed out. Yeah, he, I, yeah. he's knocked out. Yeah. What's up with 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 uh, Obi Wan finding these Jedi's? Because he did the same thing with Ezra. Ezra passed out in Rebels, and he picked him up and brought him to a fire. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure he was. I mean, and we'll probably learn more in the show, in the Kenobi show. But he's watching luke all the time that's true i bet he's like oh look i was looking for you like oh really i'm just (laughs) you know just creeping out like i'm just watching you from afar and i just you know happen to be here you know so he's definitely watching him and then he's you know he pulls up the uh the the classic uh phrase hello there that's where you know that's where it all started so i liked his reaction when um when Luke said Obi Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. like you could see his face just like open up, like mm-hmm. wow, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Maybe yeah. he was remembering R two at that point, where he was looking at R two, like wait, I know this droid. 
that was weird, right? Like, I oh, I don't remember ever owning a droid, and I think I texted you that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what about R four? Yeah, <laughs> but maybe exactly. maybe he's old and he's losing, like, starting to forget well, things. He is in the or desert, maybe. so maybe he's just delirious half the time. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then like, like, does he remember R two? Or maybe like, there's so many asteroid droids that like look like I, I don't know maybe he's just you lying. fought with Anakin all the time about R2 <laughs> right you right, always right. fought with him about R2 right it's, it's probably like oh and he doesn't speak uh droid um I don't know I don't know if you guys have seen this but um I'll probably send you a link but there's a deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith where Anakin is actually speaking droid <laughs> what no yeah please send <laughs> <It's>, that <laughs> It's hilarious, and it's like, oh, do you? And Anakin's like asking uh, Obi Wan, is like, do you speak droid? I'm like, I don't, I don't speak droid. And now, oh, yeah, he's, I think he's saying, beep, beep. and he's like <laughs> making those weird voice, like, you know, like mouse. And, and, and you know, Eddie Christensen is is great. Like, they don't give him enough credit to being funny, but that scene is like, it's great. So maybe he doesn't really understand droid, and he's like, oh, it's just just the astromech droid or mm-hmm. maybe he's just like i'm not gonna tell you anything because mm-hmm. i'm still keeping this you know secret yeah that's what i had thought and like you know you only need to know the things that you need to know and and right. that's it yeah so. that's a possibility for sure that's probably it so um, they go back to his little hut oh talk, yeah which um, is fun to hear and listen to now because he talks about everything that we know now mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun to hear that this was all planned out years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Anakin always had a name. The Clone Wars was always around. Uh-huh. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of really neat to listen to. Yeah. Was, wasn't there a documentary that you and I watched that talked about George Lucas always having a plan to make this like a nine movie series? Uh, it was like the behind the scenes of the original trilogy, mm-hmm. I think. I think that's what it was. It's on, it's on Disney Plus. But he always, I think he always had plans yeah. to at least make this a trilogy. Yeah, I mean, he had plans, but he didn't have the technology. So mm-hmm. I think that was, um, I've, I'm reading the, the Star Wars archives mm-hmm. over there for the prequels, which included the, uh, the special edition. And, and that was one thing that like really, uh, you know that really discuss about is that George Lucas really wanted to, you know, create, you know, um, film all these stories, but he didn't have the technology, and that's why he went back and fixed, quote unquote, fixed um, the movies and mm-hmm. to make him more, uh, you know, up to date, right? And and add more like creatures and whatnot. So he probably he definitely wanted to do all the movies, but I think after the prequels, he's just like. I, I don't know if uh, doing another trilogy is going to, um, you know, please the fans because that's another mm-hmm. thing. Like you know, th- at the time when the prequels came out, there was a lot of negativity around mm-hmm. the prequels. Um, now they're more accepted, mm-hmm. which is weird because, you know, I mean, the the vote they haven't changed. It's just people's perception. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's did he know about all the different things like the, the Clone Wars are, we're going to be, you know, we're going to see a show. Probably not, but mm. um, it, it always, it's always good to leave room um, to interpretation or to new stories. 
in in these movies because then you don't have to explain everything. I think one thing that that's really important when you tell a story, you know, you know, telling a story is that you don't want to explain everything. Otherwise, it kind of, um, you know, breaks the barrier of magic and and then it doesn't give you enough opportunity, you know, room to create new stories. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, th- I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I know there's some multiple times where we were like, oh, what if, you know, this happened after this? Like you branched off of it and, and created your own story in your in your mind. And yeah, there's something very special about having the opportunity to do that. Um, you know, I can't believe he kept Anakin's lightsaber after Revenge of the Sith because... I feel like that tool holds so many bad memories. Like that, that weapon. It, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, I, I, I connect that with the end of Anakin Skywalker, and for him to keep it and then give it to to Luke, it's, it's. I don't know. Which obviously, Maybe, like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. You can't, you can't. No, no, please go ahead. Which obviously, like him saying, "Your father wanted you to have this." I mean. Unless he was just like screaming, I hate you, and said, Oh, by the way, give this to my son. Like, I don't. <laughs> give this to Luke. Like, I don't. Like, obviously, that was just him saying, like, Here, this is your father's habit. This. But like, that's my first thought was, Okay, he wasn't screaming at him and saying, By the way, <laughs> give this to Luke. But it's um, a lot of line, though. Like, I think between Obi Wan and, and, and Yoda in, this, in, in the original trilogy, there's a lot of. There are a lot of lies about <laughs> what actually happened, and they're trying to, in their way, like they're actually making a mistake in trying to fix what they their mistakes because mm-hmm. they messed up. Like mm-hmm. Yoda should have known better, mm-hmm. and Yoda should have tried to do something about it, or like you know, same with Obi Wan. Uh, instead of fighting Anakin, he would have just you know, I don't know, try to tranquilize him and be like, I'm gonna keep you. I'm gonna, you know, well, I mean, it's too late at that point, but um, yeah. I feel like it's it's like there just so many lies, and and you can't believe every word they say, like especially with Obi Wan, because they're like, oh, I don't remember having a droid, or oh, I, you know, your father was killed by Darth Vader. It's all these lies to protect him, yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of a selfish thing because, like, you're trying to fix a you know it's something that that cannot be fixed mm-hmm. and yeah. and the, him giving uh, giving um luke anakin's lightsaber it's like kind of like here's a tool right the wrong uh, you know like fix what we've the mistakes that we've made especially your father uh and kind of kind of make something good out of it uh, and obviously he he loses his lightsaber in the second movie <laughs> or i mean in, you know in, in empire he must have uh, got that from his dad story. <laughs> yeah, lost it <laughs> yeah it's a lot of pressure though yeah. but it makes sense though like that i mean there are a lot of skewed mm-hmm. thoughts given to luke to the point where he starts to later on learn the truth it makes you wonder if he's thinking also like to obi-wan or the conversations that he had with Yoda were like, okay, who do I believe? I have this evil person saying that he's my father, yeah. but then I got this person and this person saying that my father died here or here or to this person. So 
I feel like it shows even also like the more strength that Luke had, that Luke was going to make his own decisions. He was going to believe what he needed to believe, but also he always, they made it look like he um, considered the dark side or considered going with his father, but I think it was always just the plan and it was always like his thought that he was just going to do the right thing. But that's like later down the road. But. <laughs> yeah, I feel like even though he got the lightsaber, he doesn't really use it. Like he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Uh, like even when they they go rescue Leia, like I, I don't remember if he's like um, actually carrying the lightsaber. Um, I will have to go back and see. But like he's just using a blaster, so he's just like just getting familiar with the soul, you know, new journey. Um, and I feel like if it were like Ezra, Ezra or anybody else, he would have been like, oh, cool, yeah. let's do the lightsaber, let's try, <laughs> you know, like, let's, let's make a, you know, um, like, you know, even though like, I don't have to use it, I would like even try, right? But I but feel like of... Luke is so responsible. Yeah, know. that's the thing. <laughs> Ezra is like a feral child. <laughs> He's wild. So... I think that's very much in his personality to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to try this. This is very dangerous, but it's so cool. And and like you said, Luke is responsible. He's a good, wholesome boy. He listens to his aunt and uncle. Um, Ezra, unfortunately, you know, lost his parents at a young age. So he's he's wild. I love him. Yeah, Ezra's more <laughs> like, I wonder if I could cut a tree down with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Then, then, let me try it out. And then Luke is more of, well, Obi-Wan just said that this is a weapon. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to... Mm-hmm. wave it around yeah. and maybe for a second yeah. put it in my face but <laughs> i'm gonna look yeah. down the <laughs> barrel if, i feel like he doesn't want to use a lightsaber he's like uh why do i have to use this it's, you know and like for example ray when she gets a lightsaber she's like i'm just gonna practice uh you know by uh you know cutting down uh um rocks and stuff <laughs> and, yep. and that's another i will do that Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like hmm, I want to be careful like you know if you're if you're there you, like at least try it out but mm-hmm. you know it's it's what interesting what could this cut through what could this cut through <laughs> That's I'm I cutting would. the ham with this <laughs> 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 Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> um, <laughs> so so after after you know they talk and he, he tells them who's you know he knew his dad and we ha- we've had all this history and gives them the spiel um R2-D2 eventually shows the entire hologram of of Leia and that message that she needed to send Obi-Wan to go to Alderaan and um, and get this information to her dad. Um, so, I... I uh, Obi-Wan's like, you need to come with me. Yeah. Like, you need to take the lightsaber and you need, you need to come well, with me. And they need a pilot. They need a ship and they need to go. So they, they make their way to that cantina to find uh, a pilot. Most likely. Which, yeah. Which, I mean, did you guys... Uh, this was very subtle. I don't know if you guys noticed, but like when he said... When Obi-Wan says, you, you have to come with me. And Luke is like, you know, standing uh, kind of next to him. I, I heard Rogue One's um, musical theme just for a second and i don't know if that was um what uh michael giacchino got from uh from the movie and kind of sampled it and made it you know the theme of uh, rogue one but i thought it was kind of interesting 
yeah, I remember you mentioning that a few days ago and I forgot to think about it or, you know, to pay attention during that part. Another thing that I noticed too, like C3PO says he's going to shut down. And then when the, when she, when R2 plays a message and they start talking, C3PO is just like watching him. His like eyes open around. again. He's like moving around, looking yeah. around. Luke's like messing with his arm still. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you really don't shut down. You don't shut down. You're lying. <laughs> Um, and it's funny because like Luke's like, but I got chores to do. <laughs> like I right. can't go. Yeah, yeah. He's like, come on, like he's just so you. so brainwashed uh, by his uncle, uh, and, and Obi Wan is like, okay, so it's been all these years. I am really tired. Like I'm really old, <laughs> and I can't I can't go by myself. I need you to learn because I know it's. I feel like he knows that, like, that's the end of. Um, his journey at mm-hmm. least like you know a physical journey and so like he's like okay that's it this is gonna happen now and it's literally like a few like a matter in a matter of hours that then he you know he dies um so yeah it's it's interesting yeah so you, you see at first you see Chewie first right you see Chewbacca first. yeah you see Chewbacca at the bar and then Obi-Wan's talking to him and 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 He's, he's like, oh, I know somebody that could, you know, take you. And I noticed, too, and I, I mentioned this in the Rogue One um, episode that we did, the creature that he cuts the hand off of, those two are in Rogue One. They mm-hmm. try to fight Jin. I, love, I, thought yeah. that was, I thought that that was kind of cool. They travel a lot, apparently. <laughs> apparently, they made, it off, they made it off the island. Yeah, good for them. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. It, like a nice little cameo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was it necessary? No, but no. was it kind of fun to add? Sure. Yeah. No. I still love Rogue One, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of my, one of the best. Yeah, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So so they find they find Han Solo, and you know he gives them the price, and says you know what fifteenth or was it two 10th? now fifteen later. Well, yeah, but he originally said like what ten thousand or fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. I can't remember yeah, which. Like but Obi Wan over gives oh, a, gives yeah. a, gives him more. And he's like, you can, I'll, I'll give you whatever number you want here. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just take us. Yeah. Um. So after that, you know, Luke and and Obi Wan leave, and Greedo comes up. <laughs> yeah. And. <laughs> Greedo's like. So, what do you think? What's your What's your opinion on this? I mean, I Who think shot? you know Han shot first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I think they. I don't know if they changed it in this version, a uh, Disney Plus version, but obviously they added a couple of things, like the McClunky thing, where it like started McClunky. I don't know why he's trying to say it's like <laughs> always some curse, <laughs> um, <Fair> right? <laughs> and. Like if if it looks like they're shooting at the same time. Yes. But I, I think I that. I remember like one of the versions like he literally shoots first, and no, well the the original he shoots first, and then mm-hmm. they changed it, where Greedo sh- uh, shoot uh, he shot first, and then you know and then Han I don't know I, oh yeah yeah he does the the he yeah. moves yeah he moves away for a second like uh like I don't know like that's like some like like force. Um, you know, power that he's got. He knew it. So, he, he saw like, it coming. <laughs> um, but I think, I don't know, I think they, they just thought that 
since Han is like the hero, that he, sh he should be the hero from the beginning. But he's really not. He just mm. he's just in for the money, and he keeps saying it. Like he's like, I don't want to be the hero, just like uh, Luke doesn't want to be the hero. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be heroes, and they're kind of like, well, I have to be a hero now. Yeah, they're <laughs> like better. forced into positions where they, they end up being the hero. Exactly. And then in the end, like, you know, it's, they, they, you know, they, they, it's not like they like it, but they want it, you know, they, they become good leaders and stuff. But yeah, at the, at the beginning, like, you can, uh, Han Solo is like very, um, you know, like even more so than, than solo star wars story like he's very like i'm just in for the money i don't want any um you know any attachment just yeah. leave me alone just give me the money and i'm out and i don't think it has anything to do with paying back java i think he just wants the money yeah <laughs> yeah the credit yeah he was he wasn't gonna pay him it was no. gonna pay him back we kind of had the conversation though you know when we see han in in the movie solo he is like somebody who is not tainted by the world yet or by the galaxy yet when you see him in a new hope he is just a different guy like he has probably seen a lot of things he's probably been a smuggler for a minute or you know doing whatever he does and and he's just a different guy but like in solo he is like he still like has all this love and you know because he had his relationship with kira and and, you know, something we eventually see in the trilogy is that he does always end up making the right decision. At the end of Solo, he knew immediately that he couldn't give the coaxium to um, to, to Boss. Mm -hmm. he, he had to give it to the... Um, oh, I can't. Nest. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so it, it's interesting. He makes it difficult, but <laughs> he always comes back. <laughs> He solo like he he tries to act all tough and he may and he is and he's kind of like this space cowboy in big a way. Brother. He's a big brother. But he's a good guy. He really is. And I think Leia says Leia sees it too, in a way. But that's a, a whole nother thing. <laughs> what do you guys think about like the way they they say uh, Leia and like Leah. Yes, they miss, they pronounce it differently. And you know what? That makes me feel like when we mispronounce names, it's all about interpretation. Like it's okay to mispronounce, <laughs> you know, a name because it, it could be, it, it could be pronounced in, in multiple ways, obviously. Yeah. So, it's like Han, they're like Han and Han. But I think, but, so know, La Lando, Lando, I think he did that on purpose. I think he was making fun right, of it. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like the, the proper version of, of, same princess leia i don't know because like i love, i know i know that she switches to like a like a british english accent when she's like talking that. to uh tarkin and then she when when they they threaten like they say okay we're gonna destroy alderaan she switches i don't know if yeah, you guys notice these so it's interesting to see all these differences and um it's so there's no wrong right no mm -hmm. and speaking of that of of you know that scene when we talk about Luke with his aunt and uncle and then her with Alderaan, she switches her I mean, she doesn't really like grieve as much as I thought she was going to also. Right. Well, I think though she's, she's been in a position of like, she, she represents something and she, mm -hmm. um, like a, more of a, a political, um, role just like, 
you know, her mom. And I feel like she kind of has to, she, she's kind of gotten used to hiding her feelings or she has like uh, put a mask on in a way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I feel like it's not, it's not something that, uh, like it's different than what Luke feels when, when he sees, um, you know, his aunt and uncle like burned to crit to crisp. Like that's different. That's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm free. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to cry for a second, but then I'm like, I'm free. No yeah. more farming. <laughs> Please. I'm out. So. Yeah. But yeah. And then like, you know, then we get to the point where they finally meet up at the, uh, you know, Millennium Falcon and we mm-hmm. see the Millennium Falcon for the first time. Right. Yeah. Um, and seeing it inside and just going in. And uh, I think it was, it was really cool. Cause like I, it's weird. It's like I kind of experienced that uh, when I went to Galaxy's Edge, because like the, they mm. replicated the interior so, like to to every like every little detail, and it was just so weird. Like I've been there. I've been in that room. So <laughs> it's kind of cool to see that again. And you know, because we've seen a lot uh, in the other movies, but um, I feel like the the you know the, this movie really showcases the the. Um, the ship a lot. Yeah. So here's here's a question that I had, and I said that I asked her yesterday too. Did you know in that scene where they're running back to Millennium Falcon and Jabba is there? Did you know that um, Boba Fett was there? So that was uh, um, a, a special edition scene be, that was added. Um, it's actually funny because um, Jabba was originally not a uh, an alien; it, it was a human being. That's why he says, Jabba, you're a wonderful human being. It oh, sounds, I it about sounds that. funny. It's like, it's, it now it sounds funny because he's like making fun of him. Yeah. Like he's trying to be, you know, uh, funny, but he was actually like uh, a human. And, uh, um, and then they edited the scene. It was a, it was a cut scene, like uh, uh, the little scene and, and they put it in and actually the, they added a few more characters and one of them was uh, Boba Fett played obviously by a, I think it was a different uh, actor at the time. I don't remember exactly, but um, I should, cause I, I know like I, I have a hard time remembering names, but, um, but yeah, so that was definitely a deleted scene that was added on. And a lot of things like even uh, pedestrians and all this stuff were added on uh, during the special edition uh, to kind of create more depth and more, um, you know, more of a like a populated area or like mm-hmm. adding to it. So that was definitely uh, something that was added on later. Um, yeah. That, that's cool. And there's one that looked like uh, Greedo, but obviously it's not Greedo. Yeah, in the background, I'm like, you just died. <laughs> Different Rodian. <laughs> okay, so that leads us to, to, to them going on to the, to, the, to the Millennium Falcon. And I believe... It's supposed to be going all around. Yeah. During that time, though, were they being chased? I think I'm thinking of something different. I think they're always getting chased. I feel like they're always getting chased. But um... yeah, they were they were being chased because I think they well they as soon as they tried to board the ship, uh, the uh, the Imperials, um, you know, I think there was uh, some an informant, somebody. Okay. Uh, I don't remember his uh, name. That one of the creatures was was there and mm-hmm. it's like oh they're right there so that's when they they jumped to hyperspace for the first time after we, they were being chased and okay. then they uh, arrived to alderaan obviously and no more 
yeah. older no more. So, um, <laughs> and then I think after that, um, they that's when they see uh, the the moon or that's now moon, which is the you know the Death Star, <laughs> right. which is interesting, right? Like, so did they probably didn't know it wasn't like a public public knowledge that um, that the Empire was uh, you know building the Death Star and they had it tested uh, and you know on uh jetta mm-hmm. uh maybe like obi-wan is like i don't really watch the hollow uh, you know the <laughs> hollow net i just don't don't care <laughs> because right. they were like that's no moon it's the space station <laughs> maybe he knows but uh, i feel like nobody's knows about the death star they're just like what the hell is that yeah that's such a scary thought to have like to think you're living like a normal life and then you see this thing come up into the horizon and you're like crap <laughs> yeah, it's planet killer yep. yeah um so after so they when they realize that Alderaan isn't there they they make their way to rescue Leia mm-hmm. and um something actually before we go that far something that um I picked up before they left um Mos Eisley Han said um this is where the fun begins, which is the same thing that Anakin said, I think, in mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's that's funny that they put that in the prequels too, kind of like as a as a nod to Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luke is Luke says, I think Luke says at one point, I have a bad feeling about this. Oh yeah, yeah. that's to be expected for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. They make their way to Leia, and I I believe they they knock out some stormtroopers to take their. Which is the yeah, usual Star Wars thing to do. Yeah. I always think of like I always think of the of the Rebels episode when Rex and Kanan do it and Rex can't fit in the suit. Yeah. <laughs> the he hates, he, yeah, he hates the the, the 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 you know, the armor. Like it's like it, it doesn't fit right. It's like yeah. not good. Not as good <laughs> as the you know, the ones of that we had um in you know, the clone army, so it was funny. So something I just randomly thought of. So I I, I bought the uh, Skywalker Saga Lego game for my Switch, and you can dress up your characters in stormtrooper outfits after you kill them. And there's so many times where I end up shooting somebody that I'm with that's just dressed up in the, <laughs> in the stormtrooper outfits. I'm like, oh crap, that's that's Han. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, but. Okay, so they're so so they're trying to find Leia. I think it's R two. R two is the one that finds her. He finds the cell that she's in. Yeah, and then and then that's when they you know you have the classic um, phrase like I'm Luke Skywalker and I'm here to rescue you. Um, oh yeah. And, and it was cool and you know, a little uh, show for a stormtrooper yeah. and he's just like what? <laughs> he's like, oh, the helmet. <laughs> And the interaction that Han has when they kill everybody, and then he has to talk to them through the speaker. He's yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, hey, no, we're fine here. Thanks for. Um, how are you?" <laughs> and then he just shoots. He's like, "Yeah, you guys talk too much, anyways." But yeah, I, I liked. I liked before that, like um, when they're in that room, and they come up with that plan to get Chewie in the cuffs, mm-hmm. and he won't let Luke do it, but he'll let Han do it. I bet uh, that's just because. Chewie has had a past of where he's been tied up. He probably yeah. only trusts it Han. Def- at well, this it definitely point. shows that he trusts Han. Yeah. Like, Han, if you're doing this, it's for a reason. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, like Wookiees, you know, enslaved uh, by the Transoceans and all that. So, mm-hmm. it's like he's got PTSD from it. Mm-hmm. So, he's like, I don't, I don't want 
I don't want, you know, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. want this. Like, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, poor Chewy. And then, like, yeah, well, it shows, yeah. it shows, like, um, later on when the stormtroopers get into that room and C three PO and R two are hiding, how dumb the stormtroopers are. Where they're, they're, they're C three PO is just like, oh, we're just hiding, or oh, I gotta take him to maintenance or whatever. And like, okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Like, you're fine. <laughs> And then they just walk away. Like, this is the droid that you are looking for. And you're just... Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're just going to let them go. That's true. That's another thing, like, about, like, droids and how uh, how people in that galaxy really don't appreciate droids or they don't really care. They're like, oh, you're just a droid. Get it. You know, you move along. Just mm-hmm. do your thing. Yeah. Uh, but. I mean, it kind of makes sense, though, at the time, you know, we obviously didn't have the clone, like, the attack of the clones, but, like... They treated those battle droids like they were nothing, so it kind of makes sense that w- that they would just continue to treat droids, you know, moving on, like they're beneath them. Mm-hmm. Which, which I'll say till this day, I, like even though they are just basically a computer, like they, I feel like like in Star Wars, droids definitely have a personality. They have emotions. They, they feel. For me, they feel things just like we do. So yeah, and I feel like like ones like R two and like Chopper show yeah. it all the time. Oh yeah, when when you know, spoiler alert for Rebels, but you know when when Kanan died, Chopper went right up to Hera and held her hand. Like probably the most touching moment <laughs> in droid history. But yeah. <sighs> that was a part of our last episode. Yeah, I'm still recovering from all that <laughs> conversation. But, but back to A New Hope, uh, you know, while all this is happening, Kenobi's trying to find Vader, correct? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, he's trying, he's trying to shut, uh, to disable the, the tr- uh, tra- tractor beam. And then, uh, obviously, like, you know, looking for Vader. I mean, I think he knows they, they just feel each other, like, okay, mm-hmm. this is happening. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, like, how there's just, like, the few, like, before they... Uh, part ways you know looking obi-wan he knows like he, i can see in his eyes like oh this is gonna be the last time we see each other in this form mm-hmm. um so it's kind of interesting and sad. Um, it is sad and then you get to the funny funny part like like it's weird like you go from one emotional um part to really um uh, you know funny and kind of scary uh scene with the you know the, the garbage uh <laughs> oh, <back yeah>. there. <laughs> oh yes <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. All of them are in there and, and it looks like there's water underneath the garbage. And that's because there's like a sea creature in there, right? Or like a Yeah, it's a Dinoga, yeah. It's it's kind of a it's kind of funny and cute and then just like, no, I'm gonna try to kill you. Um, yeah. So I I, I, I know. <laughs> I really like this scene, like I feel like Mark Hamill was like I don't think there was a double for that. And if it does feel like he's drowning. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. He's just like, I'm drowning. Like, I, I feel like, you know. He's uh, like, he's like, shoot it. And, or Han, shoot it. And he's like, where? He's like, anywhere. I don't care. Just shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny and slash really scary. Because uh, they were like almost there. And then like, it's funny when they're like really excited. And they're all like screaming. Yeah. Because like. Uh, C-3PO uh, saved that and he's like oh my he's like oh no they're getting crushed they're dying <laughs> the whole time Chewie's just banging on the door he's not helping I know, or anything I, he's just banging no. on the door 
She was freaking out. He's like, I don't know. I'm, 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 you know, I'm done. Uh, but and then like they come out. Man. Yeah, they they come out and they're all like kind of clean. Yeah, not I <laughs> very think, realistic. Like, look, yeah, like his looks hair is a little wet, but it's like you know he just like shower, and then like the <laughs> Leia's wearing all white. Leia's wearing all white. It's a little dirty. Yeah, I was about but... to say it did look a little bit bad, but <laughs> she's had enough of Han at that point. Like she goes after Han big time after that point. Yeah. Like I don't know who you are or where you came from, but you need to start listening to me. And he calls her like your worshipful, your worshipfulness. Yeah, he's such a. <laughs> D-bag sometimes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's the beginning of a long like, relationship. When, they, when they're like going through and all the stormtroopers show up, Han just runs right for him. Mm-hmm. Like he literally just yeah. takes off right after him. I loved how he, him and Chewie just like told the storm. And then when he sees that there's dozens of them, just turns right back around and sprints back the other way. Yeah, that was a funny moment. Such a Han moment. Yeah. And then, you know, we see obviously the, the you know, a moment where Obi-Wan and, and Vader fight, which they, they're they saying that they're going to have uh, another fight in Kenobi. I don't know how they're going to do it, but um, I don't know how it's going to fit and like how the things that they say to each other in this movie. You know, last time I met you, I was the apprentice, whatever, and now I'm the master, right? Like, was it, is, are we going to see something more than... Than that, or or was there a confrontation, um, you know, during Revenge of the Sith, or like, are we gonna see something more that covers it even more? Because like, you know, they already had their showdown um, yeah. in Revenge of the Sith, and this is just like, just a kind of a, like to, uh, at least for for Obi Wan, it's just like a way of just buying time to. Um, to his friends to just you know take off but it doesn't feel like he's really fighting mm-hmm. uh vader is just like buying time and he just looks at luke and like yeah they're safe now oh, i can die happy mm-hmm. um <laughs> he got his sister so yeah 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 that's you know that's that was his mission right yeah. to keep him safe and now they're together eventually they'll they'll understand uh and then he'll be around as a force ghost in the like right days. away <laughs> like literally yeah. right away like yeah. luke run <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, so it's, he's not he's not gone he's not really gone no um it does kind of like make you think though like luke saw a lot of death in a very short period of time like you know after like in between like like uh big events like like how does he deal with all this stuff that he has gone through in such a short period of time I don't know. Yeah. I feel like he was pretty beat up um, after after Obi Wan died, but maybe it's just like even with with his you know uncle and aunt, um, maybe now he's just starting to process it and he's like, oh my gosh, I'm like so many people are dying that I care about, like all my you know um, parent figures, like you know my my um, you know, the people that like. Um, raised me and then yeah. obi-wan who's like my mentor he just like yeah. a couple hours ago he was my new mentor and then he dies so he has a lot of he hasn't had a lot of um mentorship as much as anakin did um and like he you know he also anakin had the same thing with uh with qui-gon because he was just there for a few hours and then he died and he's yeah. like oh i thought you were gonna be my master 
my mentor. And then all of a sudden it's Obi-Wan. It's like, he's way younger and he's like, okay, I guess we'll figure this out. So it's interesting to see all these um, similarities. Yeah. I'm sure once he goes to like Dagobah though, you know, and he meets with Yoda, he starts like learning how to meditate and how to deal with certain things. At least I hope so. (laughs) I think he does. (laughs) So, so after, you know, the showdown between Vader and between Obi-Wan, um, they make their escape. Yeah, which leads, like, like Han just tells him when he walks by, like, he doesn't say it, but it's like, he's like, I get it, but we're not out of this yet. Like, mm-hmm. we still have to fight to get out of here. We mm-hmm. have, you know, they're chasing us. I need you to get down there and take them out. And you can tell when they start shooting them and killing them that Luke right away is happy. Not, I don't say he's happy, but it's working. Like Han getting his mind off of what has happened and what's going on, it's working because they're talking to each other. They're, you know, taking out the the Tie Fighters. So it's mm-hmm. like, I, no, I'm not saying again. He's like forgot right away, but he got there's his. There's no time. Yeah, there's no time to think. Um, yeah. they just have to go get going, and and then we can process it later. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, they make it. They make it there. They make it to Yavin Four. Mm-hmm. eventually and and that's like you know a big connection to rogue one you know or, i mean or, or vice versa mm-hmm. um, and i think that was cool to see the planet and how they recreated it in rogue one uh and see like the really the it feels like the the same place you know mm-hmm. uh yeah. and some of the same locations and um i noticed that uh, when they get there there there's a lot of uh um like musical score like musical soundtrack it's like just a lot of talking a lot of it feels very like you're there like you hear just the the echo of people walking by uh it doesn't feel like a movie it feels like you're just watching a camera you know <laughs> like a security camera yeah. uh, and uh, and then you know you get the the whole um kind of plan and and scene um, you know the Death Star plans and how they get downloaded and whatnot, and that's kind of kind of sad because then you you think of Jin, you think of yeah. the sacrifices and yes. how they got here. That's basically like finally their lives were not um, you know in vain. They were, right. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, throughout the like, you can't watch A New Hope without thinking of Rogue One and what they did. You know, you know, story-wise, like, like if it, like obviously, if, if they had never gotten the plans, you know, a new hope would have never happened, like, or the or the or the Battle of Yavin would have never happened, you know. Um, yeah. So thank and you, the, Rogue the, One. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of similarities to it. Um, you know, after that, then you know, you prepare to the final battle, right? Which is like, it's you know, one of the coolest parts about Rogue One when they you know uh get to Scarif and they're fighting uh up in space and uh you know there's a um gold leader which they recreated from they took um you know frames from New Hope so it's like it really marries well uh and it feels like you know uh, another uh, part two of Rogue One basically Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um trying to get you know to the Death Star and um and trying to and seeing like all these rebels just being taken down one by one um it's it's kind of like 
if you think about it, like they cut it really close. Like they were, you know, when they were trying to prepare the, the weapon um, and to, to destroy the planet, it was like a little two, two minutes mm-hmm. uh, they were going to destroy everything. So they cut it really close. And it wasn't mm-hmm. just like Luke did it all. Um, just like a lot of times, you know, he's the one who saved everybody. But it was also Han Solo. It was also all the people that died, right? So it's interesting. Yeah. And Biggs comes back, his friend from. Yeah, I was gonna mention Edwin. that too. That that was that was pretty cool to see, like he, how how uh, Luke talked it about Biggs. No, <laughs> no, he he died. <laughs> he um, comes back for like a few few minutes. It's and funny. Then, it, it, like the the guy that the leader is like, hey, you know, can you handle this? Like it, like this is a big like. Um, what is it, X-Wing? I think so. Like, can you handle this? For, and, and Big just goes, he's the best pilot that we had here. And the guy's like, all right, that's fine. All right, you can go. Perfect. Perfect, go fly. I mean, go. that's a, that's a rebellion, though. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah, if you want to fly, go ahead and fly. Because it's all this that's going on now, they can't, it, it couldn't have been even a week or a few days after Rogue One ended. Like, all of this that's going down now, like... It had to be yeah. yeah, a couple of days after all this happened. So all this is literally going down in the matter of a week of yeah. like mm-hmm. taking out this planet, taking out this planet, Jeddah to Alderaan to almost Yavin. And like, yeah. um, what was that general's name? The one that was uh, Dodana? Dodana? Ja- Dodana. Dodana. Oh, yeah. Who I didn't realize until yesterday that he was in a bunch of other stuff, too. Yeah, he was in, he's, um, he's in Rebels a little bit. So yeah. yeah, interesting how I don't know. And then like Biggs dies, and mm-hmm. Luke is like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> nice knowing like, you." Yeah. Like, it was it wasn't like uh, you know like uh, uh, Paul Dameron when um, what was it uh, in the Rise of Skywalker when like they're like losing and he just like it just loses it like oh no he's like yeah. really upset. Luke is like, oh, I gotta, gotta get going. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta do. We'll process it later. He's really good at that. You're a decoy. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and you thought that he was. I mean, at that point, I mean, you think Luke is done because Vader, you know, Luke's the last one. And you got Lohan scooping in and get the little what? Just turns the what? What? That's great. Oh that was hilarious. To me, that yeah, was hilarious. Because that's yeah. like, that's like when we listened to like, um, you know, shout out to binge mode. We listened to binge mode. Jason was like, that was Anakin for a second. Yeah. Where Anakin was just like, somebody shot in and Invader wasn't anymore. It was Anakin. I'm like, what? Like, what was that? What the hell? And Anakin, yeah. Vader, Vader shoots R2, who used to be his. Yeah. I think but, he's, he's, he's probably pissed at R2. It's like, you traitor. <laughs> like, why did you come with me? Whatever. He like, didn't take R2 with him, though, in, in Revenge of the Sith. He told him to stay at the plane, and he just went what he went back with. Yeah, he, uh, with R2's like, this is revenge for making me always stay. Yeah. <laughs> I really I really want an interaction between uh, Vader and, and R2. Like, I want I want that story. You know? that, I want story. Then that'd be a great I don't story. Know if it's, yeah, I don't know if it's been written already, but... You should write it, Fabio. Yeah. <laughs> or C-3PO, like, because he created it's it. It's C-3PO as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be a little different because, you know, his me- you know, memories were oh, raised and all that. Right. Um, but, still, but still, I think it will be kind of interesting. But I think R2, R2 and, and, and Vader, they're like, you know, I think it will be kind of a funny 
funny story. Because I mean, he talks I, back to him and enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'll send, I'll send you the link later. Oh. I mean, I bet he could now because he's like almost like full droid, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then I, I feel like if it weren't for, um, for Han Solo, Luke would have probably died and he would have still, you know, hit the target, but he would have died. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's why we all like they, they should. That's why I think in the end, Han gets the medal too. I don't know why Chewie doesn't get it. But, yeah, uh, yeah. That's, not, yeah, that's that's another st- sad story. <laughs> it's he really does, sad. He, he does later on. He does later on, but it's and not. No, I don't. Not I his, so. It's not his. That's not his. It's not yeah. his. It's like, come on, just give him the freaking medal. Yeah, he's a co-pilot. How would you? He's just, he's right there, like a little standing there, like I mean, I, I bet he's he's not complaining, but um, you know, people are like, come on. Well, I have to add again, because like I said, I've been playing that Lego game, and they go through every single movie, and for the end of A New Hope, like, everybody's getting a medal except Chewie. Like, every time, like, they, like, Chewie, like, reaches out for a medal, like, all these pilots come up, and, like, (laughs) everybody and their mom gets a medal besides Chewie, so they kind of make fun of it in in the Skywalker Lego game, but, oh. It is not He he needs justice for Chewie. (laughs) I wanna, I wanna get to that point because um, I've been playing the prequels in the in the Star oh. Wars game, in the Lego game. So it's so fun. Uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, like little funny moments that that people are like, okay, finally somebody's like, you know, recognizing uh, certain things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, this. I mean, I think I think it's been, you know, such an interesting movie to watch um, in terms of um, what we all been watching and reading and uh, mm-hmm. listening to and and finally getting kind of uh going back to the origins and um and kind of appreciate that um it didn't feel like i was you know oh now i have to go to this get through this movie it just feels like again rediscovering it uh mm-hmm. every every so often because mm-hmm. i don't really get i don't really watch um the movies as much as i uh, want to because there's so much new content yeah. um putting out you know being put out and it, sometimes it's good to like you know um just sit down and and enjoy and enjoy it without uh thinking about oh you know we, we need to kind of go through it uh in a podcast and and make sure we hit all the points you know <laughs> i feel like that's uh you know not the point right <laughs> right yeah, how how my mother Marshall says you gotta watch it at least every three years or the dark side wins. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta watch it at least every three years. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's like yeah, I think uh, yeah that's what my wife and I do. Uh, sometimes we're like, okay, are we are we gonna rewatch all these Star Wars movies? Are we gonna rewatch all the Lord of the Rings movies? And you just sit down and and kind of you know, oh, I didn't remember this or like yeah. you know. So it's it's a new experience every time. If you yeah. watch them every three years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, especially though, like like you mentioned, there's all this extra new content. Like watching this new content, this all the stuff that Disney Plus is coming out with. When you rewatch the movies, like sometimes you catch things that are brought up in in those like shows. So it, it's cool that you know they're still coming out with new things. 
but but in the end you always go back to the movies and and you're able to connect all the dots it makes it mean more i mean in that too yeah when, when you watch clone wars the prequels just mean so much more mm-hmm. so much more to us and rebels before you get into rogue one or the mm-hmm. original trilogy yeah. means so much more so it's they're giving you the content and they're giving you the stories that you've been looking for and you've been asking for so when you get into these movies you know the background to everything now yeah which is yeah more, more impactful mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and even if it's not like you know there are a lot of legend stories as well that try to cover some parts of it and now they're not considered canon and all that um we've other franchises do so much of that you know alternate universe or multiverse um that that's like i feel like that's the only thing that's missing in star wars because even star trek does that like they have different universes and sometimes they merge mm-hmm. um you know kind of recognize that and have you know what if stories yeah. i think that's one thing that eventually they'll discuss they'll try to bring in more so that um you know you don't have that person that says oh i only watch can i only um care about the canon timeline and you know legends that you know has nothing mm-hmm. um i just feel like you know that there are a lot of what ifs that will be interesting to explore and it did not necessarily mean that it's like that's it that you know it, it's a fictional universe so yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, real life events uh, actually happen, and you're just like, you know, changing the the way it was, you know, you know, uh, like uh, historically like recorded. Yeah. Like it's it's all fan, you know, it's it's all imagination, like from mm-hmm. George Lucas, and so. Like legends would blow up if they ever added anything. Legends, like the moment that they even just bring up Plagueis and and Revenge of the Sith. And then you read the Plagueis book, and it and it literally connects to so much. I still believe that that's canon. Like to me, that's canon. That's not legends. Right, right. But like, if you ever like, if there was ever a time that they brought like Star Killer in, or if they brought, or, or if they wanted to talk about the older Sith Lords, which I know, it would be a. I think it'd be a welcome addition, somewhat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're they're starting to. I mean, like you know, uh, Darth Bane. Uh, I think it's been mentioned a couple of times in some of the comics, uh, but also like, you know, Thrawn was legends and now it's, you know, back in. So there, there are ways to bring uh, elements from legends into canon. And, you know, but I still, you know, I, I still enjoy the stories as well. And, and I also the movies, cause I mean, this movie might not like some of the things might not f- perfectly connect with some of the new stories or the new explanations like the droid, like I never had a you know Obi Wan saying that I don't remember ever owning a droid like you know it's things that um, they're open to interpretation so yeah, um, yeah and they they bring up the um, the force in this and like the first somewhat interpretation that you can see evil wise is just Vader closing someone's throat with his hands there's no like that's one of the things I thought of too like George never really knew if he was gonna get uh trilogy out of this so for him to roll the ball and only show just a little bit of the force in this one was brave i think it it worked out but like you don't if you want to say i don't want to say like gatekeepers but like the original trilogy fans and only fans of this these 
movies, when you went to the prequels and you finally get the word midichlorian, it's actually like a explanation of what you're seeing in the original trilogy, people did not like it because it was like at that five minute segment of him talking, Qui-Gon talking to Anakin, they thought it was just like a, a schoolyard where they're just, they're, they're teaching you about something real quick. And then we're going to get back to the rest of the movie. And in uh, this movie, Obi-Wan just says, you know, the force, it's the force. It's what binds everything together. And I liked how in the prequels it was more of an explanation, but I liked also the nostalgic wise of like this movie where you just had a simple just word, this is what it is. And then throughout the movie or the other, the next two movies will show you what we're talking about, mm-hmm. I guess. There's just so much to unravel. <laughs> yeah. There, there I, really is. And, and hopefully, you know, like you said, we will get some legends in, in, on the big screen. We'll get some more more context to that, but we shall see. So this has been fun. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, next week we'll probably do Empire Strikes Back and continue to get into it. Um, and before you know it, we'll probably be recapping Kenobi, which is crazy to think about because I feel like it was just yesterday they announced it. Like they they threw out the trailer and it's like, oh my god, in a few weeks it's gonna be here. So, oh my goodness. <laughs> yep. um, Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so, Fabio, where can everybody find you, social media related? So, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Tatooine Times, um, uh, also Facebook. We have a page there. And then uh, on Twitter, it's Tatooine underscore Times, just because I wasn't able to get the, uh, the, the full. Uh, the full name there but yeah so just you know if if you want to reach out there but especially um tattooingtimes.com is uh my outlet uh for all things star wars so um i usually post things on instagram and and twitter but um the, the main content that i create is uh, on the site so uh, yeah check it out yeah i highly Absolutely. recommend it the website is beautiful yes that was like the first thing i noticed when i <laughs> came across you. it it's just so beautifully designed and obviously the content is so rich so guys seriously check it out um you can find uh me at comically caffeinated on instagram and michael at sith and stogies yep and on twitter on comically calf which i don't i'm not a huge twitter user but it is there to communicate if anybody wants to reach out and we just want to say thank you again to Fabio for coming on and recapping A New Hope and giving us all his insight. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we hope you've got, you'll join us again. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much for inviting me over. And, you know, thank you for giving me a chance to revisit this movie because, you know, I would have, you know, would have uh, have thought of, you know, doing a recap or, or a breakdown of the, the movie. And, and plus, I enjoyed, uh, you know, um, talking about Star Wars with other people yeah. uh, besides my wife uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she gets tired of it every once in a while but um, you know because it's just the two of us uh, talking about Star Wars so. <laughs> it's good it's been great um, yeah. thank you so much alright guys we'll see you next week bye bye